think I think the best way for me to explain this is to use my own life as an example. So while I was in high school, I uh, I had an interesting conversation on a particular day with um, some of my classmates, and we were talking about what we wanted to do in life, like in the near future, okay? Like how we wanted our life to turn out. Like we're just basically talking about our dreams, right? And when I mentioned what I wanted to do, everybody, I mean like every, it's almost as if it was planned, like everybody turned on me and like, nah, that's not possible. That's not, it's never going to happen. And I'm like, I thought like, why? Why are you, they were not saying it like they thought it was never going to happen. They were saying like they were sure, they were certain 100% that that would never ever happen. Like the rate of growth I was projecting for myself would never happen. That it's, It never happens. And then, uh, I wanted to know why, like, I found it very interesting that they did not sound like they were guessing. They sounded so certain. And I, and one good thing about me is I'm a very strong-willed person. So external opinions, it doesn't phase me. It doesn't influence me at all. Right. So, um, but I, I just found it interesting. And I have this thing uh, I do also where I phase out even while having a conversation. Like I phase out and I just I just observe from a third part, uh, third point of view. So I just observe like, hey, that's that's quite interesting that these people would be so sure about this. And I, I already listened to their own projections. And I, I'm not saying it like to look down on anybody's um, dreams or anything, but I'm just like, hey, is this what they considered or they would be comfortable like if that was... Uh, that my, my aspirations were on the same level as that. But to me, that's not like I want the best life. So here's the thing. A few years later, after we've like this happened um, in either junior high or first year of senior school, right? Senior high school. So a few years after we've left high school entirely, I do bump into them uh, from time to time. Well, there's this particular um, occasion I bumped into one of them and he was so, uh, <laughs> you know, the way he held me like chief balls, look how you, um, how fly you are now and dope and everything. <laughs> one other thing, I, uh, I'm not really comfortable with being, you know, all of those praises and hailings. No, no, no. It makes me uncomfortable, seriously. It doesn't even make me feel proud, it just makes me uncomfortable and I would just want another person to just stop. Okay? So but but I I it was at that point I remembered the conversation we had years earlier, like six or more years before that time. And and then of course we interacted. Then I asked them how their lives was. And the first thing he said to me was like it's like things are hard. Okay? And then he said, show me the way. <laughs> it's a Nigerian slang. Like I should teach him, like um, help him get better, do better in life. Like basically kind of like tell me the secret of your success. And then I started with, it's actually very simple. And he caught me off at that point. He was like, stop jokes. Like just be real with me. Tell me what does it. I'm like, hey, I'm actually telling you. And then I stopped because I realized, hey, he's, He's still holding on to that possibility, that dangerous possibility. 
that nothing is impossible, that nothing is possible. And by nothing, it doesn't mean like everything that several forms of this possibility, but generally the possibility is this particular thing is not going to be possible. <laughs> you see, and for the majority of human beings on earth, it's usually whatever that thing in question is usually something good. The, not just something good, but the most desirable situation, the most desirable outcome is just never going to happen. That is the possibility they hold on to strongly, like with it, like as though their lives depended on it. It's crazy to me. Now, let me tell you how to win in life. Okay. If you want to win in life, this is exactly what I do. This is the mindset, the mind, the frame of my mind, right? There is a primordial principle of cause and effect. Okay. It means for every effect that you see, something caused it. So here's what I do. At whatever point in life, in whatever area of my life, I want something, right? When I'm making projections, when I, before I start act, acting, like when I'm just making my plans and I, I look at it, what is the best case scenario of this? Just think of the best case scenario. Like how exactly, what is the, what would happen? And to me, what's my definition of the perfect outcome in this thing, in this situation, in this venture, whatever it is. Once I have that picture in mind, that is what I hold on to. That is the possibility I hold on to. I literally bend reality to my will. Here's what I do. I say to myself, I don't even speak this out verbally. It happens in my mind. Sometimes I do speak it out, but not within hearing of any other person, right? I hold on to that possibility and I say, here's what I believe, the belief I take up in that situation. Whatever possibility, whatever reality would not give me this effect, this outcome, I do not permit you to be possible. That's what I believe. Whatever cause would not give me this effect is not possible in my life, in this venture, in this thing I'm currently doing. Because, hey, think about it. This is just common sense, right? Do you enjoy suffering? Like, Living your entire life, never like living on the edge, always never having enough, right? Both financially, economically, um, socially, physiologically, like not being in perfect health. All of these things in every area of your life, like always struggling to make ends meet, always struggling, always having to prioritize, not even prioritize, like um, to forego some things because you don't have enough resources to take care of every need. I'm not even talking of wants, just needs. Now, living the entirety of your life this way, is it something appealing? Does it appeal to you? Because unless you're a masochist, suffering, pain should not appeal to you. You should not desire pain. All right? So that is the effect that you want. But effects do not just come. They're like shadows. Something casts a shadow. It's like a reflection when you're looking at a reflection in a mirror. You're looking at your reflection and you're seeing a smear, maybe a, a smear of, of um, a, a, just a slight stain, maybe dust, right, on your cheeks in the mirror. How do you correct that? How do you wipe off that dust? Do you wipe the mirror? 
Nah, you got to wipe your body. Once you wipe your body, the reflection in the mirror automatically adjusts to the new reality of your body. That is what happens. That's why this statement is very, very true. Mind over matter. Your mind controls reality. The spiritual controls the physical. So, when I look the outcome that I want, from the outcome I trace what causes, what strategies, what um, plans, whatever it is that is required to give this effect, I start looking for it. And when I start looking, usually, so that is what informs the questions that I ask, the inquiries that I make. You know, usually I ask and I try very hard to avoid people, you know, people to avoid it, like overly explaining to people who still hold on to the possibility that nothing, that, that very outcome is not possible. It happens all the time. I eat the impossible for breakfast every day because nothing is impossible. But at the same time, there is a possibility that everything is not possible, especially, and people just hold on to that part of everything good is not possible. I hold on to the opposite of that. Everything unfavorable, everything bad is not possible in my life. Now, for those of you, for those humans who believe everything good is not possible, that's okay. Since that's what they want. Although they say that's not what they want. Verbally, they say they complain about suffering. But where it actually counts, which is in the mind, they love suffering because they hold on to causes that lead to suffering. Do you understand that? So I ask questions. I start asking questions. I'll give you an instance right, right now. So let's say, let me use something that everybody can relate to because money, let's, let's talk about money. Let's talk money. You, can, you can't talk about life without talking about money. People think um, it's... It signals, it signifies being virtuous when you don't talk about money. That's stupidity. Money is a currency, something that can, it's a, it's, it's, oh God. Anyway, I don't even need to explain to you what money is. You know how powerful it is to virtually get anything, anything at all, because everything on earth is for sale. Everything on earth is for sale and everything on earth is negotiable. So, Although the product is for sale, you can always negotiate how much you buy the product. And by for sale, I don't mean for sale. Like, oh, you can only be bought, like everything can only be bought with money. No, some things can be bought with influence. It can be bought with some other form of value, right? Some things are even bought based on future outcomes. <laughs> but let's not even go into all of that. So you want to make, say, a billion. <laughs> I don't know if, if, if your mindset can accommodate this. Let's bring it down. So you want to make a million Naira. A million is too small. You want to make a hundred million Naira, right? Or a hundred million in whatever your currency is. But let's use Naira, Nigerian Naira. And so most people will tell you, you want to make it in a year, right? You want to make it in one year. Most people, if you tell them, they'll tell you it's not possible, especially as a young person. They'll tell you, no, which, what they usually do, like, what other young person do you see your age who's ever make, like, who's ever made a hundred million, even in 10 years, right? That's what they're, they're going to say. And so, um, before I go on, I, I need to mention that there is something called confirmation bias. When you believe something so much, 
you are going to attract instances. You're instantly going to identify every like things that um, confirm that belief you already have. For instance, I've realized that girls who complain that all men are trash, all men are cheat, they're always dating the worst men who are actually trash, men who are actually cheats. That's all they, the only people that keep dating. I just, I, ob- I took years to observe this and not just people I know personally. I ask questions like during conversations, even with guys, right? But let's not go into that. I just want to use it uh, to explain to you this thing called confirmation bias. When you believe something, you attract it. Another, another proof that the spiritual controls the physical. All right. So what I do in this case is how do I make a hundred million by selling, right? Doing business transactions. So it's to me, I'm very, very grateful to my math teacher in junior high school because he would always, always say anyway, from right from time I was good in math, right? But I loved it when we were preparing for the West African junior um, high school examinations. When he, he tutored us for a while and he said, like he wasn't teaching, he would just, he would just come in and would do kind of like revision from past questions of WIAC, junior WIAC. And so before, like usually we just, we, we, we bring and we keep difficult questions we couldn't solve. And then when he comes, we bring out the questions and he would, would solve it together, right? Before he, after he writes the question on the board, he turns to us and like, so how do we solve this? The next statement, he never misses to make that statement. He always says, very simple. Then he goes ahead to give the formula for solving it. And at every point in this, uh, in solving it, so what do we do next? Very simple. Until one very day, uh, I think it was a few weeks later, someone asked him this question. Why do you always say very simple, even when we have tried and we couldn't solve it? And he said, would you rather it be difficult? Isn't that what you're complaining about is being difficult? He said, when you believe, just believing alone that it is simple, then that is the first step to eat act for to you actually finding it simple. All right. I've never forgotten that statement ever. I think I think that's one of the I think that's the moment I started like reaching out to this new possibility of not allowing any favorable outcome to be impossible in my life. If I want something That thing is not permitted to be impossible. All that is required is for me to desire it. If I desire it, it is not permitted to be impossible. If it currently is impossible, I reach out into the impossibility and I draw it into the realms of possibility. Why? Because I am God. As he is, so I am. Well... Some people think of Christianity as a religion. I am not a religious person. I am a spiritual person. All right. So it cannot be like people talk about religion. Like you have your circular life. You have your religious life. No, 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 no. Life itself is not physical because I am more spiritual. I'm more of a spirit than a physical. I'm a spirit and I've got a soul. 
which inhabits this body. So I'm only 33% physical and 67% spiritual. But let's not even go into that. Let's get back to the instance I was making. So 100 million Naira in profits in a year. Divide that by 365, right? Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. So let's... Oh, I don't want this voice recording to go off. Okay. All right. Let's not um, get the exact figures, but you can still try it out on your own, right? Just divide 100 million by 365. Or you could go further and you take out the weekends, the days you don't work, right? You subtract it from 365, whatever is left, then you divide a 100 million by that number, right? Whatever you get is the profits you need to make per day, right? Or, or you could, you could uh, make it more realistic, right? Just divide it by 12, right? Whatever it gives you, it's the amount you need to make in profit per month, right? Then the next question is, you could get it down, it's best to get it down to per day, but you could still leave it out per month. Next step is, what product can be sold, right? What are the products that will give a wide profit margin? Whether product or service. Wide profit margin means maybe cost price is 10,000, but you can sell the selling price is a hundred thousand or maybe fifty thousand. So you're getting uh, a profit of four hundred percent or something like wide profit margin. That's it first. The second important point to consider is how many people can I sell to? How many people do I can I sell to comfortably, realistically? How many people can I sell to? Can I market products to? Not this particular a wide margin product, but just normally selling to people. If you can sell to a thousand people in a month, and this is not something you do theoretically, it's I'm talking about someone who has already been doing business for a while. So you check the records. Okay, I actually make a thousand sales in a month on an average. Divide your profit, the amount you need to make in a month, which you've already found out by dividing a hundred million by 12, right? The amount that gives you divided by a thousand that gives you the profit you need to make per sale so you don't need to sell to more than a thousand people just by selling to the same number of people you're selling to before i'm not saying the same exact people just the same number for you to make a thousand sales it means you could still make it you could probably hit that selling to different uh, people right the skill is the skill selling okay so now you have the actual amount you need to make per sale. Then you can go look for what products have a profit margin of this amount. You'd eventually find the product or the service. If you cannot, then maybe if the product you find, the profit margin isn't up to the target, right? Then the only other option, the only other way to hit the target is to sell to more than a thousand people. And by doing the simple math, you find out exactly how many people you need to sell to. So when you break it down this way, you find out it's actually simple. Now, what is left for you to do is to actually implement. 
Now, of course, of course, even if you don't hit that particular amount, 100 million in a year, right? But if you keep at it, if you don't stop, you're eventually going to hit it and you're going to pass it. One of um, uh, the entrepreneurs I look up to uh, and I learned from, Russell Brunson, he saw uh, in the newspaper someday of a guy that hit, made a million dollars, US dollars in sales within 24 hours. And he said, damn, I want, I want that. But then he set a target for himself to make a million dollars in a year. First year, that year, he never hit it. Second year, he didn't hit it. Third year, now he wasn't just wishing and then going to, he actually strategized, mapped out strategies, just like I just described for you, right? For a hundred million naira in profit. I'm not talking of in revenue, in actual total sale. I'm talking of actual profit, money in your bank account, right? I think it was the fourth or fifth year that he hit it. But as of the, at the time he was saying this, he said he has actually hit a million dollar day. That is making a million dollar in 24 hours. And then he has actually made $3 million in 90 minutes. He made that two years ago during uh, the 10X Growth Conference organized, um, hosted by Grant Cardone. So you see, everything is possible including nothing good being possible. That is still a possibility and it is possible. So the question becomes, what do you want out of life? My name is King David Gabriel, but folks just call me King, the innovative digipreneur. Catch you later.